Psalm 137. Psalm 137. And I'll just, if you will, allow me to grab just two verses from Psalm 137, verse 3 and 4. And here's what it, here's what it says in the English Standard Version. For there are captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I were to put a, ta a tag on this text briefly, I would give it this title, I don't want to build a snowman. Just a few weeks ago, our brilliant black son, who is gifted with music, was at his Christian school in a talent show. They were encouraged to sing popular songs, popular American songs. They didn't necessarily have to be religious, but songs that represent, watch this, that represent the corporate conscience of the community or the United States of America, songs from the American songbook. And so he chose to go and tap Brother Stevie Wonder on the shoulder and sing, Don't You Worry About a Thing. He got up there that night and did his thing. I mean, he did his thing. He owned the stage. He worked the crowd. He had everybody clapping and moving. I mean, he almost took us to church on Don't You Worry About a Thing. I just knew with about 25 other supporters that came from family and church that he was a shoe-in to win for he hit all of his roles. He did things vocally and technically that others could not do. I just said, he's got it in the bag. Homeboy's got it. He won with Don't You Worry About a Thing. Then this little girl, a blonde hair, blue-eyed, precious sister, daughter of Christ, got up dressed in an outfit from the movie Frozen, began to sing the song, Don't You Want to Build a Snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? And we listened to her, and she was cute. She really was. She was a darling. She was a sweetheart. I mean, she was cute. She was very theatrical. But the truth be told, her voice was a little off, and she didn't hit all of her notes. But she was cute, and she was pretty. Well, at the end of the thing, you know what happened. They gave the first place prize to the girl who sang, Don't, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And, and, and my son was standing there, having moved the crowd, having used his gift, having done everything that the judges said they required. Mind you, there was no person of color on the judge panel. There were two white women and two males. And it disturbed us when we left there. And some of you might say, well, you're a parent. Dr. Knight, you, you, you can't be objective. And maybe it's the fact that you just wanted your son to win. And I get that. But you got to understand, it disturbed me in my spirit. It really did until the next day I discovered what happened. What happened at the talent show was a microcosm of what happens in America. For when we stand up to sing the songs that represent who we are, our existence and our experience, they don't, they don't appreciate appreciate the unique contribution we make to the American songbook. 
But see, the reason, stay with me, the reason why homegirl, my little sister in Christ, who dressed up from Frozen got the prize, was not because she sang the right notes. It's because she sang the right words. Watch me. She sang words that allowed people to feel comfortable where they are, to escape into a fantasy world so that they didn't have to deal with the ugliness of racism and sexism and all of the other isms. It made the white folks in the crowd feel real good as they escaped to a fantasy land where there were princes and princesses and, and horses that talk and snowmen that come to life. The reason that she got that was because in America they want you, watch this, they only want you to sing your song to their tune. I'm, I'm right here in the Bible, for in Psalm 137, the, this is the context that the Israelites are taken into Babylonian captivity. And as they're taken into Babylonian captivity, uh, their captors, the Babylonians, come to them and say, um, sing us a song of Zion. Oh, now, you must understand, they were not asking them, watch this, to sing one of their songs in entirety. What they were really wanting is the melody of Israelite songs, but they did not want the content of the lyrics. And do your study, you will discover they said, sing us one of your songs, watch this, because your melody is pleasing to our ears. But sing it in our Babylonian language. Sing it in the language of your captor. Sing it in the language of your oppressor. Sing so that you do not challenge what we are doing to you. Sing so that we feel better about what we've done to you. Oh, God. And may I suggest to you that the same thing is happening today because, because we have been told, we have been required by those who historically have taken us captive. Sing us one of those African songs. Show us how y'all dance so we can do cultural appropriation and learn your moves and, and try to dance like you dance and try to sing like you sing. Sing us one of your songs, but watch this. Don't sing it in your language. Sing it in the language of the oppressor. What I'm really want, wanting to tell you tonight is that we as a people have come down with a bad case of American assimilation and evangelical escapism. Oh, what do you mean here? Uh, that in American assimilation, watch this in the text, sing us a song with your melody, but sing it with our words. They require us in this country that if we are going to stay here, we've got to sing our melody with their content, with their words. They want, they want us to assimilate. For you see, racism is spread through this country because of American assimilation. The injustice in this country is not just rooted in racism, that's too big of a word. It is rooted in a version of America, watch this, and the American dream that was never supposed to be a democracy. It was intended to be a slaveocracy.
Freedom was never intended for you by the framers of the Constitution. I don't hear nobody praying. So now that you have some freedom, the requirement in order to keep your freedom is to assimilate to the American ideology. They want you to assimilate to American culture that that deifies American militarism while denigrating any other culture that dares to protect themselves. They want you to assimilate by hating and being fearful of Muslims and those who practice Islam because to be American seems to be that we must despise Muslims. The devil is a liar. They want you to assimilate by looking down at your content of origin as a place to be pitied rather than a place to be celebrated. They say, sing us a song. We want your melody, but we don't want the content. Y'all looking at me like you don't see what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they take the protest out of Protestantism so that they have now neutered our potency, arrested our agency. They want us to sing, but they don't want us to sing songs like we used to sing, songs like we shall overcome one day. Have you noticed that in most of our churches, we have put down the songs, the freedom songs. Now we're just talking about what blessing I can get. That as the praises go up, my blessing is coming down. Because we have been seduced by this American individualism, thinking that we're going to get to heaven by ourselves. No, the devil is a liar. The African understanding of the Bible is that we're going to walk through those pearly gates together. But in order to stay here, it seems as if you have to fly the American flag higher than the Christian flag. In many places, the American flag has swallowed up the Christian flag. So that if you critique your country, you are not patriotic. This is the devil's scheme to silence the church. But might I just point out the second thing and then I'll take my seat. It is this evangelical escapism. The evangelical church in America has been complicit with the practice of calling us to forget the cares of the weak and the existential realities of what it is to be African in this country. And while it sounds good to take a break from the worry of the weak, it's not healthy. Hear me, for when we escape our reality with no reflection on how we might better live out the, 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 the life and the will of God, we are no longer believers, we are pretenders. We dress up, we paint our face like my little sister, and play our roles that ignores the hell we live in right now. Um, might I push it a little bit further? It is always the luxury of the oppressor to tell the oppressed how to understand the Bible. And so they've taught us, even in our own denomination, they've taught us that, uh, that you were told that you were supposed to be a slave, so you believed it. They told you you weren't supposed to read, so we believed it. They told you you, weren't, you were made to serve, so we believed it. They told us Jesus was white with a British accent. And we believed it. They told you a woman is not supposed to be ordained to gospel ministry. And we believed it. See, they want us to escape to that fairyland where we sing songs like, do you want to build a snowman? They don't mind our preaching as long as we don't talk about racism. They don't mind our singing as long as we keep talking about heaven and don't do nothing about hell down here. They don't mind our worship as long as we busy saying hallelujah. We won't take 
time to vote this narcissist in chief that's in the White House right now. They want us to escape and some of you are real agitated right now because you like the comfort of sitting in your sanctuary talking about how good God has been to you while your people are suffering out in the streets. So when my sister says and sings, do you want to build a snowman, I'm disturbed by that. Because we don't have the luxury of talking about building snowmen. As black people, we don't have the luxury of escaping our reality. Regardless of how much we make and how hard we work and how many degrees we have, we are over-policed and under-protected. We are overwhelmed and underappreciated. We are overlooked and underemployed. And we are just trying to get out from under so that we can finally make it over. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to build a snowman? We're too busy trying to make ends meet and raise our children. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to be a snowman? We're too busy trying to get capital and, and, and investment money for small black businesses to get off the ground. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to build a snowman? We are too busy trying to talk to white teachers who don't know how to talk to our young black boys because they can't move past the color of their skin. We don't, I wish I had somebody here. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to build a snowman? Because we're too busy trying to build bridges with white folks and chase white Christians who keep running and leaving their sanctuaries to us because they will not worship with us after 30% of us join their church. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to build a snowman? We're too busy putting on, put, dealing up and pulling our white voices on, on the phone, over-enunciating every word in order to sound like them over the phone, just so that we can get in to get an interview for the job. We don't have the luxury of singing, do you want to build a snowman? We're too busy trying to figure out how a reality TV star who dehumanized women, sleeps with prostitutes, said he doesn't need God's forgiveness, hesitated to give aid to dying people in Ukraine, and called African countries, S-hole countries, how in the world can Christians vote him into office? So here is my answer to the little girl's questions. No, I don't want to build a snowman. No, I don't want to go into your fantasy land where you pretend like racism doesn't exist. No, I don't want to build a snowman. I want to build the kingdom. Oh, what does the kingdom look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. The kingdom looks like removing food deserts so that black and brown people have access to healthy food and vegetables. What does it look like? It looks like challenging unjust practices of local school districts who discriminate against our children. What does it look like? It looks like dismantling corrupt prison industrial systems that disproportionately trap our black men. I don't want to build a snowman. I want to build the kingdom so as I take my seat
What does the text say you've got to do? When you're in a strange land, how can you sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You've got to deal with those, uh, those plantation theologians, those slaves that were in the southern plantations. They were theologians. They couldn't read the word, but they were theologians. They knew that the way to sing the Lord's song in a strange land is to remember where you come from. They sang songs like, I got shoes. You got shoes. All God's children got some shoes. Now you know the theology under that because they were looking at bare feet, but they were declaring they had shoes on their feet. Why? Because they remembered they weren't always barefoot. Ah. And when you remember where God has brought you from, you can speak in faith to your oppressive present, reaching back to your victorious past and say, I got shoes. You got shoes. All God's children got shoes. When I get to heaven, gonna put on my shoes, gonna walk. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. I don't want to build a snowman. <laughs>